what would I tell myself? I was always emotional. Um, I yelled at the refs too much. <laughs> the Montreal Canadiens are proud to select. The Montreal Canadiens select Carey Price. Cole Caulfield. Avec notre premier choix, URI Slavkovsky. Hey, Abs fans, Safia Ahmed here. I'm a producer for History in the Making, and I work in the Canadian's marketing department. In this special episode of The Pod, my colleague Shauna Denis sat down with Brennan Gallagher ahead of his 10-year NHL anniversary to reflect on the decade he spent with the team so far. He even dishes on past teammates, including who was the funniest and who he wished was never traded, the coaches he's played for, and so much more. So without further ado, let's tune in to our chat with Brennan Gallagher. All right, well, Brendan, Welcome. Let's start off. First things first. Happy anniversary. Thank you. (laughs) It's funny. You've been called a lot of things over the years. I've heard feisty, warrior, gritty, heart and soul leader. I'm sure there's a few things you've been told on the ice that you can't repeat here. But we have a new one to add to the list. 10-year NHL veteran, Brendan Gallagher. How does it feel to hear that? Well, it feels good. I mean, um, yeah, it's obviously not done yet, but I think... You know, when you're a young kid, you just want to make national hockey league. You don't really care where and you don't really care how. Uh, but for me, couldn't be more fortunate to be in the situation I've been in here in, you know, the, a team as historic as Montreal, but the city and the fans have treated me so well, treated my family so well. And uh, yeah, nothing but positive memories. And then hopefully we can create a lot more. Do you feel like it's been 10 years? Does it feel like it's flown by? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, every once in a while I walk through the room and I look at some of the some of the teams and the teammates that I had, and you know, I, I played with that guy, I played with that guy. <laughs> you know, there's been a lot of teammates come through here, but it's uh, you know, each each year has been fun. Each year has been a different little experience for me in my career, and uh, yeah, I'm definitely enjoying it. It's uh, like I said, it's just a special city and a special team to be a part of, and couldn't have uh, been more fortunate to have been selected here. I know 10 years is a long time to have like memories and have specific things to come up. So I figured we'd start, we're going to crank the nostalgia up here to 10, get you in full nostalgia mode. So we've got some memories. There's 10 moments, memories, photos, whatever. So you can swipe through here and we'll kind of go through them. So I'll turn on when you go, you'll turn on the volume just so that you can also hear it. Do you have to show or? No, we'll put it to him. Okay. So you turn on the volume here. Okay. Do you know what this is? So this is my first goal. (laughs) You knew right away. Uh, yeah, you, you never forget your first. I don't know what the defenseman was doing playing it, but uh, Chuck, you made an unbelievable pass, and I had the easy job. So it was, uh, you know, pretty special. It was on Martin Broder. Which is that is, like a point of pride to score it on is, Marty? It is. He was my favorite goalie growing up. Uh, fun fact: we actually share a birthday. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, he was the best. Uh, is considered, you know, in that conversation for the best. And um, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> Uh, good celebration too. Yeah, it was just, I was just happy. happy. I remember sitting on the bench and waiting for my next shift, and I was still just kind of smiling because he scored your first goal. They all cheer, and I was just yes. kind of staring in the crowd. Uh, big Mike, Michelle Terry, and gave me a little kick. <laughs> to get you back into it. That's funny. Uh, all right, you swipe through. Let's yeah, check okay. out moment number two. You can swipe again. Okay. You know what this is? I think it's my first playoff goal. Mm-hmm. Plucky throws it across, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Mathot in front, and me and him, well, I took about 10 cross-checks a shift from him every time we played. It was always fun battling him. But You'll yeah, see it, was, it in the replay here. You're that, just was, uh, that was when Lars got hit. We had the five-minute power play. That was mm. when Lars got hit. and That was an emotional series. Um, 
Yeah, I think that was one where Presty was in the yep. calling their coach. Uh, I think a oh, foul yeah. walrus yes, or yes, something yes. like that between games. It was emotional. It was fun. That was my first taste of NHL playoffs, and it uh, it lived up to it. Again, didn't have the hardest job. You know, Plecky makes a good play. This is where you can really see yeah, the cross like the lumber in your spine. <laughs> there. Was, yeah. Every <laughs> shift I played against him in my career was like that. <laughs> do you remember? It's weird. Do you You're, remember being in the room before? Like, this isn't your first playoff game. It's obviously your first goal, but the playoffs in Montreal, was it like a whole other level? Especially the way the old dressing room was. Um, the locker room was kind of, it was closer to the rink and you, you really heard the fans before the game. Oh, yeah. So you were sitting you in there the and, you know, and... there's a big, uh, there's a big, hype and lead up and you heard it before it was uh it was it was special uh that's just embarrassing and i don't know where you found that and how the internet you know what's crazy is i i remember doing these it was it was not a lot of money that i got (laughs) how did they convince you to do it i I was i was young dumb and they offered me a tiny bit of cash and I you must yes. have heard about it. I'm and sure you've heard yeah. about it. You know what's crazy about this is these pitchers have not gotten around, and I've known about them. And well, I don't they're tell, about to. And I they're don't tell to. anybody, and I'm shocked you found them. But, yeah, uh, don't know what that jacket is. I'm sure they've sold zero of those. Well, it's not waterproof uh, at all. That's yeah, like you can tell here. I, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Perfect. Number four. Uh, yeah. Um, Madame Belleville. That was uh, That's the Belleville trophy Yeah, there. it's the Belleville. It's a... Uh, it's an honor to receive anything with that with that name on it, and um, you know I've had a, a few encounters with her, obviously, and mm-hmm. uh, special lady. It's uh, she means a lot to the organization, and to receive that trophy, it uh, it means a lot. So that was, uh, yeah. You still have? Do you have like kind of community like memories of things you've done in the community over the years? Well, we do so much. Mm-hmm. Like you remember it all, and that's kind of the stuff, especially playing in Montreal. When you're, you know, it, it feels like it's more, it's heavier. It feels like it's more important mm-hmm. than you are when you get to do that kind of stuff throughout the season. It it just gives us so much perspective, and it helps us do our jobs a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But you're able to, especially get out in communities and, and put smiles on faces. It, uh, it means a lot to us. The outdoor game. Mm-hmm. This was uh, probably the most fun I've ever had playing hockey. I don't know how to explain what that was about, but it was. I was just coming back from my injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my the first, first time, right? First real injury I've kind of had in my life, and um, yeah, I'm black too. You yeah, it was. Football mode. Yeah, it was uh, the the atmosphere. It was a perfect day. It was cold the day before. It was kind of warm, so the ice was perfect. Uh, I had my mom and dad there. Just got back. My glove is about ten pounds because the trainers really were worried. <laughs> what did they do to it? Well, it's it. I don't know if you can even see it. It the padding I had on there. I wear a lot of padding now, but it was about three times. Now you can't really see it it's there, but it was it was a uh, it was a heavy glove. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I was just happy to get back, and yeah, like I said, probably the happiest I've been playing That's hockey. Uh, this is the hat trick, mm-hmm. first hat trick. Um, <laughs> Shazi domes. Webs. Yeah, it's nice looking back at some of these teammates. Those are guys that I <laughs> I spent a lot of time with those guys. I mm-hmm. played cards with Domes and Chazi, and uh, we all kind of have similar personalities. So as you can imagine, we would have some fun with each other. Um, somebody was making fun of someone at all times. Uh, it's like yeah. never a quiet yeah, day I on mean, the plane. Do you know what I remember from this game is you asked me after the game for one of the hats. Yeah. So I had to make a request yeah. to get the hats brought to the office yeah. so we could give them to you. Yeah. 
every time there's a hat trick in this building, I come back to my office and there's a huge bag of hats now. So I just have like a collection in my okay. office of all the hat trick hats because of you. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. What um, did you do with you, the hat? I have it still. Okay. I have it still. You know what I remember about this game? What? It's the only time in my life I've slept through an alarm. Oh, no. Were you late? No, because Lecky uh, drove with Lecky every day. He mm. was pounding on my door before <laughs> the game, and I heard it and woke up, but I sleep upstairs. And without Lecky, I don't even know if I would have been playing. We've never, so, yeah. never had a hat? Yeah, so he gets, he gets the assist. Well, speaking uh, of which, there's a few pictures. You can scroll okay. through these. These are like some of your besties over So this here. was uh, with Rosie. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Rosie was a really good friend. This was us enjoying a day off in L.A., uh, had some fun on the beach. We played some. There's Lecky there. Uh, we were we were, we enjoyed those classes clearly. Halloween. Uh, yeah, happy for Lexi's doing really well now. Obviously, uh, Georgie. Yeah, I still see him. I still see Georgie every summer. Talk Do you see to him the most of all the guys who? You uh, close with probably, him? probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I I lived with him and Maggie for for mm-hmm. two years, and uh, yeah, meant a lot to my career. So yeah, that's always I. I have that picture up in my house, so yeah, it's uh, it's good to see George. This is a little video. This is from a compilation. Look at all these moments with Nate. (laughs) Uh, This made me miss Nate and you guys. Uh, We did do a lot of stuff together. He's always uh, he's an idiot, but he was. I miss having Bo around here. He was. uh, yeah, another guy I talked to quite a bit. So when you see these, like you guys, you obviously had quite a few like best friends over the years. Is that kind of like like are these your four that you were kind of closest with, or they're like? Yeah, probably. I mean, you're you're close with everyone, you know. You when you spend so much time together at the rink, but um, yeah, I mean, those were guys that away from the rink, kind of hung out with a lot, and uh, you know, you get to see it here a little bit. You know, we shared a lot of laughs, shared a lot of smiles, and uh, yeah, they were they were characters, but fun guys to be around for sure. Those World Championships, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Anytime you get to put that jersey on, it's it's special. Uh, our team was was a really good team. I played with some of the best players in the league on that thing, and uh, Paris was our captain, and uh, McDavid I think scored the winning goal in the game. I mean, we had we had names on that team. It was, it was a fun <laughs> team to be a part of. Uh, I was in Russia, so it was, it was kind of a different experience, mm-hmm. and uh, you spent a lot of time together. Yeah, it was. Uh, anytime you get the chance to win, it was uh, it was special. This is Emma. Mm-hmm. This is Emma, Sky, and Kelly. Uh, yeah, no, she's uh, she's been a big part of my life here, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, we we got Sky, who is uh, a bundle of joy for us, and yeah, you're a dog dad now. Yeah, I'm a dog. That's probably dad. the biggest dog. difference is you're now a parent. Yeah, a dog, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, I'm a, bring a bring a smile to my life. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was. Uh, she'll be happy. She made the uh, the, the cut? top yep. ten as well. And what do we got here? You know what this is for sure. Ah, oh, this is uh, this is Lecky's goal. Mm. The uh, the big day. Oh. <laughs> I always bug him. I was open. <laughs> we still got the assist on it. Yeah. Stole the moment. <laughs> no, I was. Uh, yeah, this was. Uh, I just got a little bit of a chill actually, seeing Pricey like that. It's actually a compilation. So we had we asked fans to submit their reactions to the goals too. So we kind of like added this together. Like you see how oh, much yeah. that really like no, that was such a moment in this uh, in the city for you guys. Like obviously going to the the finals and losing, it's not the way you wanted mm-hmm. to end. But like how special was that? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I, I don't know. I haven't I haven't watched this much um, just because of how it ended. Um, <laughs> 
No, it 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 meant a lot to us as players. Uh, one of the coolest things about that whole uh, COVID experience is after the games, uh, whenever we would win these series, we just hung out here for two, three hours. Mm-hmm. You know, normally guys kind of go out and celebrate and all that. We mm-hmm. couldn't go out. We couldn't leave the rink. People are celebrating. So we, they got us pizza and beer and we just sat in the room and hung out. And, uh, yeah, that was an unbelievable feeling. I remember coming in and thinking, you know, you're going to the Stanley cup final and, um, you know, you got a shot at it. obviously it, the next couple of weeks didn't go as we wanted, but, um, yeah, that run was special. A lot of uh, yeah, a lot of teammates that I'm going to remember. This is funny to watch. This it's is crazy the number of fans who have like recorded their own. Yeah. You see how important the team is, though. Uh, like, and you can see some of the outside. No, it was revelry that was going on, especially coming out of COVID. Yeah. That was such a big thing for the for the city and for the province. So. Oh, it was funny. You just you just see grown men's reaction, mm-hmm. and you know we're we're supposed to be used to those kind of emotions and feelings that you feel and we couldn't control ourselves so it's uh this is this is what being a montreal canadian is all about and they're everywhere around the world really it's uh uh, it's good to see all right so your nostalgia is now sufficiently cranked up that was good okay good that was a lot of fun okay good we've got we've got the memories going here so i'm going to keep you back in time 2013 lockout just ended you're 20 what do you remember from your rookie season <sighs> yeah, lockout ended. I wasn't all that sure what was going to happen when it ended. I remember we had just played a game in Rochester. We weren't a very good team, but what was nice about our American League team is we were all young guys. We all got a chance to play. Uh, so I, you know, was was playing all right. Um, got called in the coach's office when we bust back to Hamilton at two, three in the morning. And so Van Lefebvre, he said to me, you're going up for training camp. And he said, I don't want to see you back. And I was still kind of pissed about the way the game ended. Yeah. So I didn't even really, I kind of feel bad about him. It's, I, hadn't, yeah. I haven't seen him since. I didn't really say thank you or anything. I just kind of, you know, we just lost a game. So left, got on. I remember there was about four or five of us that, uh, you know, we got to Montreal the next day. And training camp, it was lockout. So it lasted, you know, five days. Mm-hmm. Maybe there wasn't really much of a chance, you know. So I was just lucky that uh, Burge and Michelle Terry and, you know, they wanted to give me a chance. I didn't get in the first game. Uh, I watched the game. We lost to Toronto that night. And then I remember at practice the next day, I wasn't in the lineup. I didn't know how they did it. Uh, I had a, a practice where in one drill, I just did well. I remember it was, it was like a battle drill and, okay. you know, I was, guys were cheering and mm-hmm. making me feel good. And next night I was in the lineup, I was playing with, uh, with Prusty and Chucky. And I remember sitting, you know, before the game, Chucky was laughing and keeping me loose. Mm-hmm. And, um, he scored his first goal that game. And then from there, you know, the game after game, the next game was in Washington you're playing Ovechkin. I think mm-hmm. a couple of games later, um, you know, I've scored, then you play Crosby and it, it starts to get a little bit more real. You start to feel a little bit more like you belong. And then at a certain point, it was just like, you're a part of the team and, you know, you're doing what you need to do to win. You've had that same attitude since, but it didn't take long. Um, I think at first I was probably in a little bit of awe, you know, not, we're not really sure if I was going to stick around, across yeah, and, and like... but it didn't take long. I'd say about, uh, you know, six, seven games into it. You just started to feel like, okay, you're here now, um, you know, get better, listen to everyone around you and mm-hmm. try to enjoy it and uh, just take advantage of the opportunity. Do they have, I remember seeing a video of Galchenyuk in the office with Michelle and Mark where they tell him he's, mm-hmm. you made the team, you're playing. Did you have a moment like that? Do you remember They, that? they called me in after, I went after him, which was nice because he came out smiling. Smile, yeah. And he was, <laughs> and he was, they told him like, go get Galley. He's, mm. They said, he, we're going to tell him the same okay. thing. 
and Chucky, man, Chucky, he comes out and he gives me like the biggest hug. He's like, we're staying, we're staying. <laughs> he like, blew it. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> but uh, but he was happy. I mean, being, uh, it's nice to be able to go through that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, every time, you know, we would play against him or I'd see him, you know, you still go see him and you tell those stories and, you know, being rookies together and, and feeling those same emotions. It's nice to have someone like that. And, you, you know, I, I still look at the rookies that we have here. You see how close mm-hmm. they are because yeah. they share those moments together and, they're feeling the same things and you can relate to them and think back. So it's nice to have. And uh, yeah, the two of us had some fun. Do you, was that kind of the same time that, did they tell you that you were going to live with Josh or how did that come about? Josh came to me uh, a little bit afterwards. I think, uh, I, I think he actually went to Michelle Terrian and said, I'm willing to do this. I actually don't know if Maggie was on board at the time because <laughs> he just comes yeah. home and tells Maggie we're getting <laughs> a roommate. Because I know they were, they were trying to have a kid and they were, you know, yeah. I don't think she was all that excited to have a 20 year old kid. She never met. It's like a trial session. Living with them. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it didn't take long. Um, you know, I got along with both of them. Obviously Maggie treated me so well. Uh, you know, they're, they're friends. They're really good mm-hmm. friends. And they're people that I can rely on. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't be, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful that Josh kind of went out of his way to, to think about me and to, to understand that I, you know, I needed help. I did need somebody to, to take me in and, and teach me a few things and, uh, for Maggie for opening up their home. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's hard for me to say I'd be where I am today without them, you know, them stepping up and, and doing that for me. So it's something I'm really appreciative yeah, of. Yeah, especially as a 20-year-old, you're, you don't have to worry about anything. At that point, they're kind of helping you. In the city of Montreal, it was, uh, I had to play hockey. I didn't have to worry about anything else that was going on, distractions, what I was going to eat, uh, you know, getting getting around the city, anything. It was it was taken care of. Uh, and then the, the rides to and from the rink. Uh, Georgie did a lot of the talking, but I did I did a lot of the learning, yeah. and it was uh, yeah, it was it was really it was something that meant a lot to me. What are some of the biggest things that you took? I mean, I know Josh was a huge part of it, so obviously he had a lot of advice, and I know he gave you some tips, and there's a lot of hockey talk there. You also had you had some strong leaders that you played with. Like, mm-hmm. what's the best advice that you got from a guy? Um, well, Georgie actually the first. Uh, the year I didn't make the team, the training camp before that, he kind of pulled me aside in training camp and kind of went back. We you know, played in the Western League. He's, uh, he had a buddy coaching the Kelowna Rockets who I guess had told him a few things about me and, and said good things. So I think Georgie had a, an eye out. And he was just kind of watching me. He was watching me uh, in battles down low. And he was, at that time, actually a smaller defenseman. He's not a smaller guy, but the way the game was, he was a smaller D-man. And he was like, when you're getting these battles – you're not going to be able to, able to outstrength, you know, you're not stronger than anyone. You're not going to be able to push guys off. You just have to position yourself well and, and understand, you know, think the game, use your brain and think the game. And there's times to, to be aggressive and there's times to kind of, you know, I've always, uh, I appreciated that right away. And from there on, he always had little tips like that. You know, it was, um, whether it was how to prepare for a game or how to do all that, so, you know, Georgie, he shared a lot of, I guess, wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I hope he doesn't watch this interview, <laughs> but he shared a lot with me. Um, Gio was a guy that similar frame, scored a lot of goals, uh, played similar style, played the same position. Uh, the way he was able to to find little pockets, and you know, I, I learned a lot watching him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was always there to talk to me, and, and not a lot. A lot of the stuff he said was encouraging. It was more continue to do that, yeah. continue to do that. But it, uh, just watching him play the game, the way he uh, he thought the game, him and Plecky, mm-hmm. uh, they played together for a long time and then getting the chance to play with Plecky. Um, yeah, you pick up a lot of stuff when you play with those those older guys early on and it, uh, yeah, I definitely used it as my career went on. 
those are actually a couple guys who had a lot of longevity in their careers, and they're similar to you in stature. Is that something that, as you've gotten older, have you kind of picked guys' brains about how to prepare differently? Or has there been any like evolution that you've yeah. specifically done? Well, I think I think everyone's uh, doing more and more mm. the time you go. I mean, playing with a guy uh, when Corey Perry was here, yeah, he the way he took care of his body, he was at the rink. He basically never left. He was mm-hmm. the first one there, last one to leave, and that was that was what Paris was all about. And um, he puts he plays hard. He puts his body in tough spots mm-hmm. and he's. Uh, you know, you, you look at him, it's not like he's the strongest yeah. guy, but he's, uh, he just takes care of his body. He knows what it takes to be a pro. He knows what it takes to get ready to, to compete every game. And, uh, in terms of, of bringing it every game, um, yeah, he was, he was a, another teammate that, uh, you know, I look back and I'm happy I got a chance to play with. Did you, have you, have you evolved how you've prepared? Like, is your off season different now? Is your recovery during the season? Like, are you taking options a bit more? Yeah, I mean, I've had to be smarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, uh, my off season is the same. I think in in With general, you you, sim- you you push yourself mm-hmm. and you try to do. I think during the season, there's been times where, yeah, uh, you, you know, you have to understand what your body needs, and 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 sometimes that's a, a rest and recovery day. Sometimes uh, after a game, you have to get in the gym and, and yep. get a lift in. You know, there's you're a little bit smarter about it. I think when you're younger, you're naive and even getting ready for games. You feel so good the next Gio day. Gio used yeah. to laugh at me because all I used to do, I'd go play soccer the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I'd just come in <laughs> and I'd be running around and Gio would be stretching for 45 minutes and he would laugh. Like, <laughs> it, it, he goes, it'll, it'll come, kid. Mm-hmm. You know, now I get to the rink, I'm, I'm there 45 minutes earlier than I ever was before. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just more to do. And um, and yeah, as you as you get older, I think you have to take care of yourself a little bit better. You see that with guys like Cole? Or is that like seeing yourself back in time? I think when the young guys come up now, I think they're a little bit a little bit different than I was. I think they are, uh, there's so much being talked to them at younger age about all that stuff. I think they have a little bit better idea. Um, and not that I didn't. I think I was just naive to the fact that I was going to need it at some point. Uh, I was told. Mm-hmm. I was told many times, but I was I was a little stubborn. Yeah, you don't listen. You got to learn some this. lessons I for said, yourself. I, I said I feel good. I'll just keep doing this. <laughs> then there's a time where ooh, I, better, I don't I feel good. Start doing yeah. all this other stuff. <laughs> your nutrition. I do remember being in uh, Twasin with you, watching you cook eggs. Has your nutrition evolved also like I remember you saying your chicken and pasta you're like still consistent uh, from well having Emma helps okay. I think she's a little <laughs> bit better of a cook yeah uh, a little bit more uh, variety in my life so I think I still eat the same amounts uh, it's just a little bit a little bit better tweak yeah, a little tweak a little here or there all right fair enough I showed you some videos some uh, photos of some of the guys that you were really close with over the years so you've got like Jacob De La Rose Lekkanen uh, there's a lot of guys that I'd like Nate for example is there, you know, we always talk about when a guy gets traded, he has to pick up his stuff and move to another team. And like, how does that go with the new team and how is he adapting? But, you know, you've been here 10 years, so you've seen a lot of teammates come and go. What is the personal side of when guys get traded? Like, you just have a best, like you're making dinner every night with the same guy and now you're like cooking solo. Like, is yeah. there, how do you adapt to it? Yeah, it's a little bit, uh, a little bit of a shock. I think a lot of times you kind of see it coming. Uh, I know mentally you can kind of prepare yourself mm-hmm. for situations like that. But yeah, it's different because um, you you're just not going to see them as much. You're still you're still friends. Mm-hmm. You still talk all the time. You have your group chats and uh, you know you, you, you have your group yeah chats you have you have yeah. everything that you're going to talk about mm-hmm. before. You're just not going to see each other from day to day. So you you, know, you you go out of your way to kind of follow what they're doing. Um, yeah, and, and you watch them and you support them and you, you just know they're going to be a good friend. And that's kind of what this game's all about. It's building those relationships. And, uh, you know, you, you showed a few of those clips from on the ice, but it's it's more the off-ice stuff that you remember as you go along here and the teammates that you had, the memories that you share. And, yeah, it's uh, it's special to look back on and, and have those ones that, that kind of mean a little bit more. 
Is there one guy, if you had to pick one guy that you wish had never been traded, who would it be? One guy I wish had never been traded. Uh, probably Georgie, I think. Yeah. Just just because, um, yeah, at the time he was traded, I know how much it meant to him to be a Montreal Canadian. I know how, how proud he was. I mean, he was so proud he said no to the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, <laughs> which I think is it's amazing. It's, it's, I yeah, it's that. amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and he went to Buffalo and it just, you know, it just was never the same for him. So it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would have liked to, to play with Georgia a little bit more. Fair enough. You, I, you also had a lot of guys, you've played with a lot of characters. I was going through the rosters in the last 10 years. And like you said, when you look through the, the rosters in the room, you're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that guy. You played with, I think, Eric Cole, mm -hmm. Peros, Shazi, there's Colby Armstrong. Mm -hmm. You had a lot of funny guys. Like yeah. who was the funniest, <laughs> uh, the most fun guy? That you Army. Yeah. Army. And as a young guy, did he ever have fun with me? But he was, uh, <laughs> I was the butt of a lot of his jokes. <laughs> I feel like you still are. Uh, I, I get along with Army really well. I yeah. still talk to Army. Uh, I saw him a couple years ago, actually, at uh, a charity event. And he's the same guy. He's mm -hmm. he's a kid in a, in a man's body. Yeah. He He's taking care of kids. He's raising kids yeah. as a dad. Uh, but he's still a kid at heart and um, energetic, funny to be around. And yeah, his, uh, he's very witty. He's, uh, he's, <laughs> he finds a way to make the room, you know, he, light. He, yeah, light is the right word. Is there yeah. a guy like that? Like, I was trying to think of, of the current roster. Like, I, I named a few of the guys who clearly were the, I don't want to say like the class clown, but kind of like in the room, you knew that if you were feeling pressure or whatever, they were going to lighten the load a little bit. Do you guys have someone like that now? <sighs> it, it might be Cole. Um, honestly, mm -hmm. he's, he's young, but I think he's, and it's more so him. He takes a lot, but mm -hmm. he's, uh, he's, he's loud, he's energetic. Mm -hmm. He draws people to him. Um, he's having fun. Yeah, you can tell he's, how much having he's having fun. fun. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it, it shows in our, in our group, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, you know, we, we feed off Cole. Uh, he's an energetic kid. He's going to be a, an exciting, you know, for this team to watch for a really long time here. So it's, uh, it's been fun to see him grow, and he's got a long way to go. Well, it's, it's funny when you talk about the young guys now and you see like the young guys are scoring a lot of goals. They're also taking up kind of those roles. Has the culture shifted a bit? Like I know that you had a, an older group when you started. So you were you had a lot of veterans. So you were kind of like, young. there was a, a big difference. Have you noticed a difference in the culture? It was a little bit different, I guess. You know, we, it was me and Chucky and then it was, there weren't really any other young guys. You know, Nate came and, um, and yeah, it was, uh, it was a little bit different, but it, I think times are changing a little bit, but in terms of the way the locker room is, it's the same. You know, everyone has everyone's respect. Everyone mm -hmm. uh, is a key part of that team. And when you're sitting in that locker room, you're expected to do your job. You're expected to, you know, to be who you are. Yeah. And, you know, you're not trying to go outside yourself and, you know, everyone's respected in there. And, uh, yeah, the locker room is, uh, it's kind of our safe place. We take care of that and, and make sure everyone's feeling good and, and happy and having mm -hmm. fun. And when you do that, it usually leads to success on the ice. You've had a lot of coaches too. So you talked locker room a little bit. You've had, I think four. You had Michelle, Claude, Dominique Ducharme, and now Martin yeah. uh, Saint-Louis. How have they, like, have you learned something specific from each of them? Was there different phases of your career that you can really think of like those coaches who like brought something specific to your game? I think for me, they all came at good times in my career. Mm -hmm. um, Michelle Terrian was the perfect coach for me as a rookie. I think he was early on. I talked about playing Ovechkin and Crosby, mm -hmm. and he made sure that I wasn't on the ice in situations where I was going to be in trouble. Okay. He protected me. Mm -hmm. And then as the season went on, you know, you, you start earning the coach's trust. And he puts you in positions where, okay, can he handle this? Can he handle this? And mm -hmm. you earn more responsibility uh, from him. It was never given. You had to earn it. But once you earned it, he wasn't, he wasn't shy to, to put you in those positions. Yeah. And I learned a lot from him. It was, 
Uh, there was no gray areas. Uh, he understood you as a, you know, what got you going. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, yeah, every once in a while, you had to hear from him. Yeah. But it was, uh, you know, I had a lot of respect for him. And, uh, yeah, I think I, I learned a lot about preparing for games and being a pro. I remember one time I enjoyed the uh, the uh, the sun a little bit too much down there in Florida. <laughs> uh-huh. he called me before the game and I had a sunburn. And he, I thought it was going to be a jokey meeting. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a joke. From being outside? Yeah, I had a sunburn on my face and he said, did you prepare? Did you get ready? And it was, the answer was no. I was, <laughs> I was, really, I was really sunburned. Yeah. It, was, it was from the day before. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting out there and it's kind of weird. I was like, oh yeah, I guess, you know, it doesn't look good, you know. So mm-hmm. I, you, you learn, you learn little things like that as a young guy to take care of yourself. And yeah, it seems silly, but it's, you know, it's, it's important. Package, you know, yeah. you spend the day in the sun, you're not going to have the energy that you normally mm-hmm. have, you know. So it was, it was, it was little things like that along the way. But at the same time on the ice when... And I was able to earn opportunity and, and you know, he, he gave it to me and he gave me every chance to succeed. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, really smart mind. He knew how to push those buttons. And, uh, and yeah, and then Claude came in. Uh, our team was kind of dipping at the time and he, he kind of picked our confidence back up. And for me, uh, he put me in, in a position. I remember I played a lot with Plecky and then I played a lot with Phil. I, I kind of learned playing with that type of centerman was really beneficial for my game. I was put on the ice against... Uh, you know, some of the best players in the world. It's got to help you defensively, too. Yeah, and and then me, Phil, and Tuna became, uh, you know, a really effective line in terms of, you know, controlling the game. And and we enjoyed that challenge. And that was kind of given to us by Claude, and we had to earn that as well. And then then when Dom came in, obviously it was was a short stint, but getting the chance to go to a Stanley Cup final, you know, that was, uh, you know, he he took our team again. We were at a low point. He Mm -hmm. took us to a point where we were able to get it back. And, uh, you know, that run and that experience is, is something that as a hockey player, you're never going to forget. Mm-hmm. I hope to get back there and, and earn that chance again. But, uh, but yeah, that run and those teammates are something I'll never forget. And then with Marty, uh, he's just someone that he was my favorite player growing up. Yeah. And then I played against them and I saw how competitive he was and then getting the chance to, to, to learn under him. Now he, he just has so many ideas and, and, thinks the game so differently that opens up little areas in your brain and you're able to think about and, and they all make a ton of sense mm-hmm. uh, but until you hear them from him you don't really think about them so it's you know, I'm looking forward to continuing to learn I think I've I've learned a lot already and uh yeah in terms of the way he he uh lets us go as he he wants to think the game and if you think the game and you know he wants you to kind of be creative and understand the you know for an older player it's nice. It's a little bit of a change. It's a little bit interesting. And, and like I said, I'm continuing to grow, which is exciting. It's funny when you watch him in practice, and I know the media has talked about this a lot, about how he works specifically with individual guys. Like, does he bring skill elements to your game? Is he teaching you things? Obviously, he was an amazing player, too, and similar in size, too. Like, do you learn anything even in terms of, like, that or managing how you play? I, I think it's more just uh, more so teaching your brain, the mm-hmm. way you think the game and the way you understand the game. I think it's... You know your your skill set is kind of what it is. You can you can work on it. You can sharpen. You know you can get a little bit better. But for the most part, it is what it is mm-hmm. at this point. I think he's he's working on the way that you think the game and uh, little areas where you can maybe see a situation differently and find yourself in a in a better spot to to either defend or score or get the puck or challenge a guy mm-hmm. or or open up ice for your teammate. Just little things throughout the game that um, you know, like I said, they they open up little different ways to think the game, which is exciting. That's fun, yeah. I mean, so you have the coaching staff, obviously, but you only had one general manager for a long time in your career. And I've been with the Canadians, I think, 15 years. So if you've been in a job for a long time, you obviously, you get comfortable with your coworkers, you get comfortable with your boss, they know what to expect from you, you know, kind of know what's expected. 
Is it hard when someone new comes in? Like, did you, I mean, obviously you've established yourself. You and Mark were very comfortable. Like, he knew exactly what he was going to get. You knew what to expect from him. Did you feel like you were, like, starting from scratch? Or did you kind of, you're coming from a point, you're a leader on the team, you've got a letter. Like, was it a new, fresh start? Or was it more like, I'm starting over, like, now I have to make a new impression? It wasn't that. Um, because I knew Gortz was coming over from New York, who we had seen a lot about. Yeah. Uh, we played them a lot, a couple playoff series. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, Jeff and Kent had a, had a really good idea of what I am as a player. Yeah. You know, they understood what I am in the, in the locker room and all that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they've been so good at, you know, communication, talking, you know, whether it's joking around in here from time to time or serious talks mm-hmm. and, and just, you know, picking your brain. Uh, it's been early, but I got a really good relationship with them already. I mean, I, I had a really good relationship, have a really good relationship with Burge still. Uh, I know he's doing really well. And, you know, like, like you said, he, he meant a lot to my career and, and gave me my first opportunity. And I, uh, his passion and the way he respected us, you know, it, it meant a lot to us as players. And uh, I'm really thankful for, uh, for everything that he gave us and everything he gave me. And then, you know, you open those new relationships now with, with Jeff and Kent and uh, you're, you're trying to build the same thing. And, like I said, there's there's a lot of respect uh, both ways, and and the way that they treat us as players, you know, they've given us everything that we could possibly ask for, and you just hope you start rewarding with some wins, and uh, we get back uh, to doing some of those fun things that we watched earlier. How does it work? Like, how much of a, a dialogue do you guys have? And this could have been with Mark or with them, but you know, the the older you get, the more kind of say you get, the more people want to pick your brain a little bit about how things go in the room or what as players you'd like to see. Like, do you have more of a role in terms of you know? what you'd like to see or how you'd like the culture to evolve or, you know, rules and guidelines that you're setting for each other. Well, they have questions and they have stuff that they want to know. I think for the most part, it's, uh, they have a, they have a general idea, uh, but they're not in the locker room and, and there's things that, you know, maybe they have a question about or, or they know the answer and they just want to hear they it and be reinforced. It, yeah. And uh, there's little things. And a lot of it is just, um, you know, having that dialogue back and forth uh, for this to, to get to where we want to be. I think everyone has to be on the same page mm-hmm. from, from you know the players to Jeff Molson, I think there's there's obviously a lot of steps along the way, but there's uh, <laughs> but there's uh, there's dialogue and and everyone has to be on the same page. Everyone has to be working towards the same thing and and feeling the same way and uh, and believing in the plan. And, and that comes from communication and uh, that communication between us, you know, the leadership group obviously to the coaches and management to from time to time is uh, is really important with every team. How, you've been an assistant captain for a long time. It was 2013, I think. You were young. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure when it I just remember I, I, I watched the interviews. Yeah, you, were, you were young. I was young. Has, it, uh, has your role evolved, even though like, the letter's the same, but has your role kind of evolved? Yeah, I mean, I've learned more, and I, you, know, you feel more comfortable in different situations, and you understand more. I think uh, you know, experience is something you can't teach. You just have to go through it as a player and uh, different situations. You know, we've been through some really good years here, some tough years here, mm-hmm. um, but that's not something that you can, and even going through it, it doesn't mean you have an understanding of it. It just means uh, you've dealt with it before and you maybe have the answer. You maybe can help in certain situations. So you see some young players come and yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable talking, talking to some of these guys and helping them out and making that learning curve a little bit, uh, a little bit smoother, mm-hmm. uh, just like guys were for me. And you want to be in that situation where you're uh, where you're helping guys and, and putting this organization in a good place to succeed. Do you, I mean, you talk about how you're helping the, the young guys. You obviously had quite a few great veterans. Are you conscious of it? Or are you going out specifically looking for like, not looking for ways to help them, but like more aware of it maybe? Is it more intentional for you? Um, 
I think you're just trying to be yourself. I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you think about it and you see a guy in a situation, but I think that's just who you are. And, uh, yeah, I, I walk around every, every day here, you know, and I joke around, I have fun and then there's a time to be serious as well. And all that is, is part of, you know, just being true to who I am. And, uh, you know, you hope, you hope your teammates respect that. And every day you're still trying to earn your teammates respect. And, uh, you know, if, if you do say something to someone, you know, hopefully they listen, hopefully they take that advice and, uh, but in the end, it's it's their choice, and you just try to be there to help them as much as you can. Would you have one of them come live with you like you did with Josh? Uh, if Emma's open to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not going to pull a yeah. Josh and just bring someone home? No, Josh, is, he's a little bit crazier than I am. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'd be, I'd be happy to do that. I think, uh, you know, our setup right now probably isn't the biggest place. We'd have to move into a bigger house. But mm-hmm. if that ever happened, I'd be happy to do that. I think I'd – and I think she'd really enjoy that as well. Uh, a lot can change in 10 years. I think people change quite a bit, especially from your 20s to your 30s, now that you're in your 30s. What do you, how do you think you've changed the most in the last 10 years? How have I changed the most? Um, oof. That's hard. That's hard because I think I'm, in a way, I'm still the 20-year-old the kid that, that's just kind of smiling all the time mm-hmm. and happy to be here. But uh, at the same time, I think... I've really grown, and not that I didn't know before, but I've really grown to understand what being a Montreal Canadian is and how much it means to so many people here. Mm-hmm. Um, and being a part of that, I, you understand how special it is as a player. So I think you, you appreciate it a little bit more, uh, you know, those, those special nights and those special moments that you hear, uh, that you feel, you, you know, it brings a little bit bigger smile to your face and uh, you look back and, uh, yeah, they're special moments and you understand that you're doing something that, uh, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people play in the National Hockey League. Not everyone gets to play for the Montreal Canadiens. So it's a, it's a really special experience and uh, you just try to enjoy it as much as you can. Do those kind of like realizing what it means, does that come from, you know, I think you were here after Jean Beliveau passed, mm-hmm. I believe, right? And you, we obviously had the Guy Lafleur night mm-hmm. recently. Does that kind of put that in perspective? Is it just something that you just sort of like yeah, absorb? I, no, it's, it's definitely moments like that. I mean, I remember when, uh, when, when Jean Beliveau passed away, uh, we were in Minnesota mm-hmm. that night, uh, and Michelle Therrien gave us a pregame speech, and it just didn't really resonate. It was it was okay, but you know we're we're playing a game to win. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember we we didn't play very well. We took some heat. I remember kind of thinking as a young kid, you know, like we tried, you know, mm-hmm. we tried we tried to win the game. I don't understand why. And then we came back. And we had a few days off, and there was the funeral. And you, you kind of saw around the city how important he was to everyone, how the stories that came out, people were in tears and the emotions. And then it really started to hit me as a player. And then we went to the funeral and then we played the game the next mm-hmm. next night against Vancouver. And I can honestly say I've never felt more pressure as a hockey player to win a <laughs> hockey game in my life. I remember when Plecky scored late in that game, five minutes ago to go up 2-1, it was, it was a relief because yeah. at that point it was like, we have to do you this. You have to flying. do this. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, and it's little things like that. It was the same thing with uh, with the Guy Lafleur tribute. Mm-hmm. Um, you, the more time you spend here, you just understand, you know, yeah, we're hockey players, uh, but the impact that you're able to have on people's lives is uh, is more than you realize at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then these players are at an iconic level where, you know, they were, they almost mean <laughs> as much as anything to people and the emotions that they bring out because, you know, maybe, maybe they used to watch with their dad or maybe their mm-hmm. mom and, you know, they're not around anymore. And it brings back those positive memories. And, um, you know, those are little stories that when you get the chance to hear and how important uh, that they were, it, it means a lot to us as players and uh, to be able to hopefully honor them the best that we can, um, you know, is a special feeling as well. 
It's funny too, like you see when Kerry came back uh, and he obviously wasn't playing it at the home opener, but he got that long ovation. Like for you guys, does that also resonate for you? You see a current player and like what you can mean to the city. It's not just these guys that won 10 cups. Well, it means a lot to us. Um, specifically, you know, Price being a friend, mm-hmm. uh, I was just really happy for him. Yeah. That, you know, it was, it was one of those things where, yeah, I, I felt he really deserved it. Uh, he, you know, probably wasn't sure at times, you know, he went through a career here where, you know, at times he thought he was going to be out of here early on, you know, things weren't going well. They make a big trade to basically put everything, invest everything. And he went through every mm-hmm. type of pressure that you can go through, especially being a goalie for the yeah. city. And then to play the way he did, to have the seasons that he did and the career that he did. Um, I just thought he really deserved that moment. Uh, and then watching him and, and seeing him get a little bit emotional was, um, you know, you, you can see how important it was to him as well. And, and and what those fans mean to him as well. So it was, uh, it was, yeah, that's that's another moment. But when you look back, it was, uh, it was special. So last thing here, I'll get you to reflect a little bit. You're 30 now, been here 10 years. If you could go back and picture little baby Brendan as a rookie, <laughs> what advice would you give yourself? What would you like to to tell uh, little Brendan? What would I tell myself? I was always emotional. Um, I yelled at the refs too much. <laughs> that would, maybe would make things easier for you now. Uh, you're, now is okay, but it took it took yeah. four or five years mm-hmm. of smoothing over those relationships. Because <laughs> back then, uh, you know, the refs were a little bit older too, and they had the attitude that they needed to teach young guys a lesson. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I was wrong. I think I was right, <laughs> but I could have handled the situation wrong, or could have handled the situation better. Sorry, and it was. Uh, yeah, that took it took some time for me to smooth over those relationships. I think it's pretty good now. There's still some few guys that I got to work on, but it was uh, I'm getting there. I'm trying to learn. Ten years was, in the making. I made it tough on myself. I did. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. I guess uh, let's do the same time, same place. Ten years from now. Sounds good. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks, Brendan.